Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. It's time for today's Lucky Land horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Don't think too often about the future. Because it's coming if you like it or not. Don't start to question the things that might be yet to come with the rising sun. Because it's coming like a train that's running down that track. And you don't look back and you say... It's all about today. Cat, we are getting married in 52 minutes. Go put on your dress. The car's coming at 10.30. You mean 10, right? Yeah, 10. Absolutely. And in the morning... Hi, John Schwab here from Curtain Call, and welcome to episode 122 of the Curtain Call Theater Podcast. The podcast that brings you backstage as close as you possibly can be, often while the shows are actually happening, to meet the people that make theater happen. And just a quick reminder, if you can download and subscribe to our podcast from the Apple Podcast app or from iTunes, uh, that way your feed will be automatically updated when we release episodes. And now for this week's podcast. On this week's episode, I'm catching up with another friend I haven't seen for quite some time. Uh, half of it is that we're, we're both so busy, but there was no excuse when I heard that Lawrence Mark Wythe had a new musical being performed with the National Youth Musical Theater. Along with his writing partner, Timothy Knappman, they take the story of the big bad wolf and turn it on its head. Lawrence is an extremely prolific music writer and all-around good guy, and he always seems to have something on the go. Uh, So I really appreciated him sitting down with me, taking the time to talk about his early career, how and why he got into the composer game, and just what it's like writing and recording music in a new digital age. And I could have talked to Lawrence for two hours. I mean, we nearly, I mean, we nearly did talk for an hour. Uh, I, I told him it'd be 15 minutes, but um, uh, I mercifully have cut this down to 30, uh, 30 minutes, which is slightly longer than usual. But I think it's totally worth it because we we really get to talk quite a bit. And, and just a heads up, there are two dogs and a cat in the room when we were recording, and there were also some lovely uh, open. French doors, you know, leading out to the gardens. So just kind of let the bird song in. It was a fantastic afternoon. Couldn't have been a better setting. Anyway, have a listen. Okay, my name is Lawrence Mark Wythe. I am a composer and lyricist working in uh, musical theatre in the United Kingdom. Excellent. And, you know, you're working in the United Kingdom, but you're everywhere. And we'll, yeah, we'll get into yeah, that. That's we, true. We, we, I'm based in the United Kingdom, but the shows go around the world yeah. a little bit. Yeah. Excellent. What I'd like to do is, I don't know, maybe maybe just give a little 
um, potted history about you know where you and your you know the people you work with yeah. your compatriots and comrades where you guys were. sorry the dog <laughs> the is sniffing the sniffing mic it's okay um, well I, I mean for the last five years I can't believe it's been five years about around that um, it's gone really quick but I've been writing with a guy called Tim Natman Timothy Natman who is a uh, also a children's author yeah. I say it's also I'm not a children's author he is also a children's author yeah. but he writes musicals and um, we've done three shows together uh, and the one we're putting on at the moment with National Youth Music Theatre is the first one that we wrote so right. actually it was when we met he came to me with this idea about uh, a family show based on the the kind of the story of the big bad wolf mm. um, and a kind of a, a twist in the tale and a retelling of that and it was a really nice idea and this was back in 2012 because the Olympics were on when we when we started it and um, and that so that was the first thing we wrote but it's the third show that we've had put on okay because after we were writing that then we got hired to do a, a, a show which was the second show we <laughs> Uh, wrote, but the, sorry, the the third show we wrote, but the second show was put on, and the third show we wrote was the first. show Oh my gosh! Okay, <laughs> and so we did a show in 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 the Midlands uh, two two or three years ago, um, and so really this project that we're working on now, which is called Growl, which is a family musical, um, which is being done by National Youth Music Theatre yeah. uh, on tour this summer or this spring. Um, that's yeah. It's the uh, it's uh, it kept getting shoved aside, kept getting mm. um, shelved for other things, and because we wrote it on spec, obviously no one no one paid us to write it originally. So we just well, he, he kind of said, "Would you like to work together?" And, and I said, "Yeah, this is a, a nice little idea." So we did, um, but we had no uh, commission, and then we got a couple of other commissions after that. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, and it, and Tim did another show with MYMT and pitched them this show, which they liked, and we did a workshop last year. And they uh, took it to full production this year, so it's great. It's just it's lovely that a show we've kind of uh, you know had on the on the back burner for five years, five or six years, is getting to see the light of day. It takes that long. Yeah, I mean that it, it really does. It's people think that oh, it's, okay, yeah. we write a musical, it's going to go on next year. It's not kind of no. It's, uh, perhaps if I'd known, it was quite so difficult. I mean, my show. Oh, well, listen. Let's, let's, okay. Well, let's take you. Let's take you back. I mean, how did you get into yeah. to writing your music? You know, you're, you're becoming a musical writer. Yeah. But also because you you've done you kind of worked your way into got right. I'm composing now. I'm creating because you've I've known you as a musical director as yeah. well. But yeah, take me back to where this. I mean, I, I guess that, that is the, that or? is the process. I mean, you know, it just depends how far back you go. But I. I originally I set out to be an actor because as a young person you kind of fell in love with musicals and with yeah. theatre that seemed like the only option you know it's the, the obvious path to be. isn't it yeah the so I was 14 and I joined a local uh, local uh, theatre group this is down in Kent down by the sea and um, but I was writing then I mean I wrote shows then with with that theatre group and we put put them on then I wrote a couple that we didn't put on but I wrote a couple that we did and uh, they did quite well but I went off to drama school thinking I'll be an actor and I again I was writing shows all the time I'm at college yeah. and, and then I left I did a couple of jobs as a performer discovered that as when you're a performer kind of everyone's looking at you the whole time I kind of no one warned me about that I didn't like it, it made me feel a bit uncomfortable <laughs> um, and uh, <laughs> so I so I didn't like that as much as I, I thought I would I got into being a musical director mm. mainly through putting on a show of my own um, all right. which kind of came along and uh, the opportunity came along to put on a show which actually our mutual friend Kyle was in. Ah, that's how I met Kyle. Oh. Um, and, uh, and that's probably not particularly relevant for your podcast. <laughs> that's right. Edit Kyle that. Dad, look at that. Kyle, Kyle, yeah, Kyle Dad um, of, of great renown. Yeah. And uh, 
and then so from that I got into a lot of musical direction a lot of teaching singing teaching that sort of thing and then I started writing a, a kind of a show properly in the early 2000s when I kind of had an idea that I thought this is quite mm. a good idea and that became the show Tomorrow Morning which uh, which is um, the you know kind of a show that's had probably the most success yeah. out of my work and so I began that in the early 2000s but again it didn't get put on until 2006 so it you know it got workshopped and in was in kind of festivals and development uh, this is just me talking at that's you now great. non-stop um, so that was so, and then that finally uh, you know we did that show in New York in 2011 yeah. so that was 10 years from from conception to being an off-Broadway musical which is that's yeah but, but that's great but I mean and tomorrow morning I, it's quite funny you, you know it just when you when you hear yourself talking out loud and you're saying these things like God I'm talking forever but it's not that that's kind of a journey that that's yeah, what it takes it is it was really good to see tomorrow morning because it, it went to Chicago it's been all over the place yes and, and, and it's got, uh, you know there's a cast album there are, in fact you know, there are John Schwab there are three cast they, albums well, there tomorrow you one in, go. there's a German cast album there's an American cast album there's the original British yes. cast album yeah, as well, yeah. which I've heard the original yeah. British and actually the, the show has changed so much and we almost made the first cast album too soon because right. the show has it, it's kind of a, like a nostalgic thing but the show is so different now from that original album that I kind of feel like it doesn't uh, it's it's lovely it's a lovely memory but in yeah. a way the show has moved on so much I kind of wish we can you know, make another one now <laughs> but the German cast album was released a couple of years ago um, which is which is good that was like the first international but yeah it's um, I think four, four continents five languages it's been yeah. it's been all over the place um, but it's 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 one of those things where most people still haven't heard of it. Right. It, it's not a household name. But it, but, it's just, but it gets but it gets done. It gets done, yeah. And I'm hoping it's going to get done more um, in the future, not less. It's you know it's one of those things where it's um, and I've you know been kind of we've been looking at we've always kind of looked after the show ourselves and we've been kind of looking at reaching out to kind of uh, a publishing house or a yeah. licensing house and rather than just kind of handling it ourselves with actually kind of bringing someone else in because we kind of actually realised if it's done this well on our own just mm. think how good it could do um, you know with with a kind of a big and one of our other shows has just been picked up by a publisher so I'm kind of pitching tomorrow morning to mm. oh. at, at this moment well thank you for we sitting speak. down <laughs> to talk to me and not working on your pitch it's great yeah, yeah. I, mean, I suppose the more you write though the more you you, uh, you have in your arsenal and kind of back catalogue yeah. as it were you know you become it becomes more um I suppose accessible to a producer who goes, oh, well, we've done one of Lawrence's plays, uh, musicals. Let's let's yes, see what else he's done. I guess so. And I and I always kind of think that actually anything that I do now hopefully sparks interest in in that other work. But it's um it it's there's kind of two types of project in, in if you're kind of working in musicals, kind of in the way I work in the sense that there's there's your kind of on spec projects or your labors of love that you want to do mm. and then occasionally you get hired to write something which is fantastic and you put on a show you know you or you write a show knowing when it's going to be on and um that's kind of the big difference in a way so the last three projects th- at least three projects that i've worked on we've known when the show is going to be produced and well, who it's going to be produced by and, and when it's going to open which is a, a much better <laughs> project yeah. in a way so you know it's it's um it's uh, it gives you a real incentive to get, as opposed to like when you're young and you're writing a show, you can tinker with it for two years. And, uh, and I tinkered with Tomorrow Morning for a long time, you know, before we actually 
put it. And we carried on tinkering for many, many years. <laughs> to you know, to the detriment. At the, some, oh. you know, at some point, we kind of you know tinkered with it so much we had to go back and untinker and put yeah. it, you know put it back to the way it was. Shows are never finished; they are merely abandoned. Are they abandoned? <laughs> and then they're reworked. Yeah. Get a job at the mill and you start to build a home And there's a baby on the way And you find you lost that young man's urge to roam You'll be here come what may Every day you stand tall by a great waterfall of liquid fire Pay every debt with your strength and your sweat and you never tire. You know where you stand in the world, you're a man and there's no phrase higher. Taking no nonsense from the fallen cause you know no fear. Doing the job that you were born for, that's the went to drama school I did and you went straight into you know did you just kind of go right well I'm going to do a bit of music directing did you kind of did you do things like you know audition uh, accompanist and, and kind of I did I did some uh, yep yeah, I did that sort of thing rehearsal piano audition piano playing for all the I, I and did, did coaching at all the colleges right arts ed and Mount View and um all those, you know, all those ones, and did a lot of work. And then I was a musical director for, for especially for Mountview, which was my old right. college, my alma mater, <laughs> and um, and worked for that for a long time. And then, really, it was only when I when I started kind of composing and, and thinking, actually, this is what I need to do. Yeah. That in the end, I kind of said I have to quit the other stuff. Right. I uh, partly because of time, because yeah. being a musical director takes up all your time. Yeah. But you have no, and also all your headspace, so you can't really concentrate on anything else. Um, and and also just in terms of thinking that you, you I just needed to commit to it yeah and um, that's a big uh, step isn't yeah it? that was about fifteen well 15, thirteen years ago because you go from working on other people's stuff and music yeah. to kind of going all right I'm going to be totally subjective I'm going to let write my own music sure. for people but to when judge. I was working other people's stuff I was always wishing I could you know write it always wishing <laughs> I could rewrite it or yeah. or always wanted to be creative and I wanted yeah. to be really and you you yourself I mean you're an actor who has become a producer and mm. has become a creative. Because if you have that kind of need inside you, you want to be as far back in the creative process as possible. Yeah, true. And actually, it's partly a control thing. I mean, I suppose we're all control freaks in, in some way, and I kind of have to rein in my megalomaniacal <laughs> tendencies when I'm working with other people because I, I kind of do want to want to um, have input on every aspect of what I do, um, which, yeah, sometimes I really annoy people because I kind of am getting involved in every everything and they're just like do just shut up and do the music and uh, okay fine um but so with, with and with shows i've written the lyrics or i've co-written lyrics with other people or i've written the book or i've co-written the book and you know i don't have just kind of one way of doing it but there was a need to be creative yeah mm. which you know is as as kind of powerful now as it was then if probably more so now actually yeah wanting to um but I, you know, wanting to create, but also actually, I'm really interested in the business of it now as well. And I kind of uh, like um, uh, the kind of, uh, or, you know, the business inside of the industry as right. well as just the, the creative side. Of right. It. Do you have a, 
production company? I do not. No, I don't. Um, <laughs> I have a, a, a business that I run with my wife, which is a performing arts oh, okay. school and college, which yeah. which um, which actually is going to do one of my shows next year. Oh, I think nice. Well, listen, we'll put do. links to that in the oh, in the show notes. Well, it's early days, but we, we think we're going to do it. But uh, no, I don't. And actually, I, so I have thought that I would love to get more involved in producing my own work. And there is a project that I'm working on doing at a concert of... Uh, this year as a producer which I which was a show I workshopped about six years ago mm. and has been uh, again things get shelved for other projects and sure. things get in the way but it's a show I wrote called Stealing Mona Lisa which I love um, and I'm going to do something yeah produce it we're going to make an album and hopefully do a concert oh nice yeah. nice because yeah it's, I think uh, actually record my priority at the moment is to record and release my work much more than getting it even getting it on stage. Right. Because I think I, I want to have something tangible that will last. Sure. And actually, when you do a theatre production, no matter how lovely it is, it's gone. It's ephemeral. You know? it's well, completely... my shows, unfortunately, do not run for years and years and years in the West End. So maybe <laughs> one day they will. But, I mean, it, even then, it's it's fleeting. And it's, you know, it's a show, uh, if you can kind of capture that, I think then you've got something tangible that... But yeah, yeah but, and also the, the, the smaller producing theatres. And listen, let's, let's face it. Um, people are hungry for live entertainment and they're hungry for live shows and, and good stories well told. And, you know, and, and not just, you just talked about having a German sound uh, or, or cast recording. I've seen a clip of one of your shows in Seoul. Yeah. Um, yeah. Midnight. Yes, uh, Midnight. Uh, you know, and I think that, you know, you, there is a, a world out there where people need shows to, to produce and yeah. I think t- tomorrow morning is four characters and it is it, 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 it's, it's kind of it's eminently producible exactly. for every every theatre that's ever done you know Closer Than Ever or uh, yeah. or uh, Songs for a New World it's, could yeah. do tomorrow morning someone said to me once a show is not a show until it's got a cast album and I kind of think yeah that is true because you can't the first thing if you say to anyone I, you know I've written a musical the first thing they'll say is can I listen to it yeah and if you go, oh, no, actually, you can't. Yeah. But it's really good, yeah. you know. So, yeah, just but for the sake of being a composer uh, and wanting to have the music kind of preserved yeah. Yeah. Um, and for it to, to kind of uh, outlive me, which sounds very grandiose. But, I, you know, I kind of want to, I need to get it all down, get it Lawrence, recorded. Legacy is important. It's okay. You've <laughs> something to be proud of. You've got something out there. Yeah. It's amazing. Now... Um, um, I would love to talk to you about the the National Youth Music Theatre um, thing because uh, a I think it's an amazing thing what they do, and and b just to talk about Grout. This this is going to be your third. Is it the third show? What, what, ex- uh, it's what, the, with Tim. The third yes. show I wrote with Tim. Yeah. yeah, we did a show called Danny Hero, which was a family musical, which was on in the Midlands last. No, actually, it was about two two years ago. Um, which we yeah we which we wrote together. It was the third show, and then the second show we yeah. wrote together was Midnight, which was on last year yeah. in uh, at the Union Theatre in London, which was uh, an absolute contrast to 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 this show. So M- Midnight is very kind of dark mm. and uh, kind of uh, very mature and adult, and uh, uh, it's not adult. It's not X-rated. It's <laughs> it's very uh, <laughs> it's about Stalin and and, and Soviet era okay. kind of politics and. Growl is about uh, woodland creatures and and um, animals gambling around the forest, and it's nice. just it's fantastic. And Tim had this idea just to, to 
to tell the tale of the big bad wolf with a twist from from uh, from a completely different perspective, whereby the big bad wolf is not bad at all; he's simply misunderstood. Misunderstood. I he's love misunderstood. that. Yeah, and it's actually a beautiful story because it's it, it becomes a story about tolerance and acceptance of of everybody. Sorry, my dog is sniffing That's the microphone okay. again. Um, it becomes a story about tolerance and acceptance of everybody's differences and mm. everybody's. Uh, kind of need to fit in but need to be who true to who they are yeah which is just a great message to send out to children especially today especially today and that we you know the MYMT is the best place to do it because yeah. it's so diverse that the, the different people who are involved like talented kids from all and I'm not supposed to call them kids talented young people from all over the country uh, have come and auditioned and they get in to be in this show and so there's, you know, every different type of person you can think of is in that, is in the, in the company. It's, it's such a great opportunity for you, Lawrence, and, and yes, to, to kind of get the work also produced to a level where a lot of people are going to see yeah, it. Yeah, I hope so. I mean, with the, they do some shows in London, and this is the, the tour. We do we have uh, a performance at the Rose Theatre in Kingston. Perfect. Um, great which theater. is, yeah, oh which is God. a beautiful place to do yeah. it. And uh, it's almost like the perfect place to do it. But we're going to, uh, like, uh, the Curve in Leicester. And we're going to... Uh, yeah. I think, yeah enough, I think quite a few people are going to see this. I hope know? so. And I, I know. It's a, and and Barry's and Edmonds as well. well that, um, where I, but I think it's, um, you know, it's... it's I, the National Youth Music Theatre comes with its own kudos and reputation, which is fantastic. And their production values are so high that it's like working it's irrelevant that it's a children's theatre company yeah. it's not you're working with like the best professionals and the, the yes. creative teams yeah. are, you know we have a, a, a fantastic director called Richard Fitch who is and, oh, and, and Chris Cumming is our he's amazing he's amazing yes. and he, he and he says in such a nice way I really think you should try this just just try it and you, we walk away and we go why did we never think of that like little tiny thing like yeah. what if that song was a duet yeah. instead of a a solo song great where you know it was a good solo but it's an amazing duet yeah. and uh, so he's he's brought real real um oh, great. uh genuine attention to it you know it, it it's not a little theater children's mm. theater show it's a it's a, a a really epic production there are 40 young people in the cast oh, that's great. and we have an orchestra of 10 um we have uh you know great costumes and and, and the set is I haven't seen it yet. I've seen the model, and it's yeah. you know it's um, so the production values are awesome, and uh, yeah, so we couldn't be happier really that 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 it's that's the first uh, outing for Growl. Excellent. It's just a little growl over there. That was the dog, not me making that noise. I just wanted to put that in. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and uh, do you do your uh, arrangements? I did for this. I okay. did have orchestrated the show. Actually, I started doing it a couple. The three shows I've done with Tim, I have orchestrated all of them. Okay. And I've the, actually fallen in love with that job. Really? Yeah. I have used to pass them off. Did you used to? Yeah, pass them and off? actually, the no, not pass them off. That's a that's a terrible. I haven't. Brain, I but. used. To, I have worked with orchestrators who have. All, it's all, and it's and it's a it's a real skill. It's a real um, challenge. And like I said, I just love to get involved in every aspect of it. And I do like to have kind of control. Mm. And I was given the opportunity to orchestrate Growl, and actually, I orchestrated Midnight and Danny Hero. Um, and, and prior to that, often my shows were kind of done with a small band. Like tomorrow morning is piano, bass, yes. drums, and saxophone or yeah. whatever, or, yeah. or clarinet. And so 
it's not really orchestrating. It's kind of just putting it together and yeah. just giving everyone something to do. But when you have a 10-piece orchestra, it's... Um, and actually, I've learned so much through this process of, of doing it. I just kind of have learned more. And we did uh, Midnight with an onstage band who were the cast, wow. who the, the actor musicians <clears throat> who were in the action and on stage. So And that it was completely different setup. And so I really was always determined from for Midnight that the way the music worked became part of the drama, not just the orchestra separate. And so gotcha. I kind of insisted on doing those arrangements myself. And I didn't want to... I mean, you know, obviously, the, it, I'm not saying I would never work with another orchestrator. I want to work with great people on, yeah. on everything. But it is a, it's a fascinating skill to have or to try and develop. And it's... And it, and it like just makes you re re uh experience the music when you've written the music and kind of finished the show you haven't finished the show because yeah. then you have to orchestrate it and actually the hard part is the logistics of it like then you have to deal with all the the band parts and the the, the um the the sheer crap yeah. that that comes with having to get everything right and then sit in the the um is that like oh my 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 trumpet can't play that note this. That has happened. That has occurred. Oh, my trumpet can play that note. Did you? I really? Oh, wow. I thought. Um, I thought you didn't just go with that high. And she says, "Oh, yes, I can. Oh, <laughs> I can nice. take it up there if you if you take it up there." Um, but so that's. Uh, but actually, you know, um, orchestrating for, you know, getting to orchestrate for like a brass section in a show. So I, I feel like really chuffed that my work has kind of got to the point where I have a brass section in the yeah. show when I was working with a yeah, little rock band exactly so. that, that was going to be my next question is that when you now get to to write music and you know like you said this is a great thing because this is kind of a uh, commissioned you know you're doing something for you know National Youth Music Theatre and then with the ten piece orchestra, does that kick you on to produce to, to kind of think of bigger um, yeah. your next project or or like you want to go? Well, let's let's try a fifteen, eighteen piece pit. Yes. Know? Do you have one lying around? <laughs> Do you have one handy? Absolutely. No. I, I really, yeah, it does. And and actually, the we did. I did a little a little um, like a Sunday night concert a few weeks ago or a couple of months ago, um, which I co-produced with my friend Kieran Brown, who was one of the performers yeah. in the in the show. And um, when he kind of came to me and said, "Let's do a little cabaret," I said, "Okay, but we have to have a band." He said, "Well, it's a little, just a little venue and just a little Sunday night thing." I said, "Okay, but we have to have a band." Yeah. And so we had a six-piece band for my little Sunday night show, which was kind of ridiculous and and and, and expensive. But I didn't want to ever do that show with those songs mm. with just me at the piano. Yeah, uh, partly because that's not not the type of music it is. You know, it's it it's music that, that is designed to be played by a, a bigger group. Yeah. So yeah, if I could, if I can get to the point where um, where I can work with an orchestra, you know, an orchestra or, or bigger forces, I will keep pushing for that. Absolutely, yeah. This same place a hundred years I've gone. I'm haunted by a melody that still plays on. A hundred years of searching takes its toll Hunting for that boy's pure and perfect soul He never knew What I can do And if I don't 
Right, future. What, 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 what's, what's next after Growl? And then we'll, then we'll go on to dates. But uh, although I've just kind of given you a leading question, like would you like to write for a bigger, you know, pit? But yeah, do, you, do you have things that are? I want to. I kind of just want to keep exploring and doing new things. And we're. Uh, I mean, I often think that whatever musical I'm working on will kind of be my last one. And I often say to Tim, "Oh, come on, the world doesn't need another musical, does it?" <laughs> Uh, but at the yes, same we time, do. we always, yes, whenever we sit together and, 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 and have drinks, we kind of end yeah. up going, what about that movie? Or what about this movie? Yes. And let's do that. So I kind of, uh, here's the thing. I, I, if I'm going to do more musicals, I think I want to do something big. Yeah. Um, do you know what I mean? Something that yeah. can kind of really have an impact. Yeah. Uh, and whether that is something kind of, whether, I don't necessarily mean commercial, or, but just something that people know, like an adaptation of a book or a film or something. Yeah. Something you don't have to explain. Something yeah. you can just go, oh, I'm doing... X, Y, Z. That's nice. And so everyone goes, okay, I get it completely. Yeah. Whereas even, I'm doing The Big Bad Wolf. Uh, what do you mean you're doing The Big Bad yeah. Wolf? Well, it's a musical or, or Midnight, which was based on a play, but it was based on a play um, by, uh, you know, by a, an Azerbaijani author, a playwright, which is like really obscure, so you yeah. have to ex- explain it. And so if I just go, oh, I'm doing uh, some musical uh, based on a film that you recognise... And then, and, and producers at the same time will then go, okay, I understand completely. Yeah. And they'll either go, yeah, I love the idea, or they, or, or not. So I'd love to do something, you know, something big like that. And I did, I did a, uh, kind of a foray into working in film a couple of years ago, and, mm-hmm. or last year, in fact. And, uh, and so I'm hoping going to do more that sort of thing, kind of, uh, just where I just write music. And actually, I just want to spend some time just writing music, yeah. recording it, releasing it. And if people listen to it, then that will be marvelous. Ideal. I do. That yeah, sounds great. I just, um, like I said, recording everything. Recording everything I write um, is has become kind of become. I suppose the thing of getting older. I used to write music and just go fantastic. I feel really proud of myself and yeah. move on and write something else. And now I kind of have a sense of of uh, actually, you know, I want people to hear it, whether they like it or not. Is then kind of I can't control that bit. But I, yeah, I want to put it out in the world. I, you know, kind of realize that unless you. Put, put stuff out and, and especially in this day and age where you can you can just release yes. I, you know I could write something today and release yes. it tomorrow morning yeah. and I'm still because I'm old I'm still of the generation where I kind of think oh well if I want to release music do I not need to get like the A&R man at EMI to, <laughs> to like yeah, it yeah exactly uh, actually no, no. I don't yeah. there's this little thing called YouTube or yeah. this little thing called iTunes yeah. and, and uh, Spotify and Spotify, you know, so, yeah. Jesus I mean there, there is so and that means that there is a whole ton of music out there to compete yeah. with but it also is actually a fantastic opportunity and I'm you know I'm only just realising that that's perfect that, uh, that, and, and at the same time it takes a as we discussed at the beginning of this mm. conversation it takes a hell of a long time to put on a musical yeah but actually to record stuff and put it out in the world uh, is it takes a hell of a long time, but it didn't take quite as long yeah. as putting on it on a show. Yeah. So at the moment, I'm orchestrating Stealing Mona Lisa to do an album of that, and uh, I am we're going to do an album of Midnight as well because oh, we perfect. put that show on, and the cast were fantastic, and the band who were the cast were fantastic, and I we absolutely determined that we captured that because the show was on for a month in a little theatre, mm. and it may never be done as well as that. It may never be done again. I mean, it's been done abroad, but it may never be done here again. I'm sure it will. Um, but I want to capture that and, and record, if I can record that cast, or at least record a cast yeah. of that show. 
And then I have to uh, go back and finish the d- revise the orchestrations for Danny Hero because that show is being licensed by theatrical rights worldwide. Okay. So I have some work to do. To, we did some rewrites for that show since since that was on. So I have to do that. And then we have a couple. I have two or three other kind of irons in the fire, two or three other projects going on. And I have this business that I run, which is kind of epic as well, which t- distracts me in a good way. Which is See, nice. so this I'm is, not in a I desperate hurry to write. Uh, you know, well, listen, it's great because I love this. We I hate the term slashies, slash you know, but multi hyphenate oh, yeah, yeah, kind of yeah, this yeah, thing. Yeah, um, I love the fact because I I don't I'm not just an actor. I, uh-huh. I you know I produce, I direct, okay. I, I I write music. I'm not anywhere near anything, but I'll, I'll sit at home with my guitar and piano and write music for me. But um, you know, and I think that what you're doing is exactly what a I I feel like a creative person should be doing, which is. Which is creating, which is moving, yes. which is being busy, which is, yeah. you know... And, and like I said, I think the, the, the main thing for me is to, to make sure that I don't uh, get... It, it doesn't become too disparate. Because mm. I'm always working on six or seven different things. Yeah. But that sometimes... Me, my energy is a little... Um, I guess I have... I, I don't get bored easily. In fact, I never get bored. I'm never never bored. Never not busy. But I have so many different things I want to do. Yeah. So I will sometimes move on to the next one before I've completed that last thing. Or I will say I've got seven things that I have to achieve this year. And that's impossible. If I pick three, then I can do them. But if I'm working on seven, they all become constantly... uh, I've been working on a couple of things, you know, for two or three... And in fact, the concert I did in February, I first said to like Julie Atherton came and sang right. at a concert nice. I think I've been saying to her for 10 years when I do a concert will you come and sing in it for me <laughs> and she said yes and so many brilliant people have said yes they will come and do it. and they and they finally we did it because Kieran persuaded me yeah. to do it um, but I yeah I probably never would have done I probably would have always been thinking I've got to do that concert and mm. I will make a list of the things I, I want to do um, so in a way it's about prioritising yeah. what what one wants to achieve and so st- the danger is starting new musicals. Yeah. Is um, it's starting new musicals on stage. That's going to be that's going to be the quote. The danger is starting it's new musicals. It's a very dangerous thing. When it, yeah, it is. Um, but I but at the same time, I like two two three years ago, I was commissioned to write a show which we did for uh, children in need um, and with the University of Central Lancashire, um, which uh, w- turned out to be a really lovely little show, which. Um, is now kind of languishing in my bottom drawer, so mm. to speak. And so one of the things I wake up every day and thinking, what am I going to do with that show? And this, so hopefully the college that I cope, uh, that I'm uh, involved with is going to put on that show. Okay, and uh, so hopefully that's a vehicle to, to do it. And, and um, because it's frustrating to have anything not on in yeah. some way to, yeah. you know, to, to, so maybe we'll do an album so this is my travel I say oh we're going to do an album John we're going to make a, we're going to do a concert um, and I want to do a, here's what I want to do I want to do a star studded gala concert of tomorrow morning on a Sunday night at the Palladium or somewhere in the West End with the most fabulous performers we can get but I just want that show which has been done in London but it's been done small and it's been done all over the world but I feel like it's never really um, had its moment in the sun mm. in London it's been so close to being produced in London about three times where I literally have been told it's going to open at X theatre on X night yeah. and with, and it's just never happened. It's always fallen by the wayside. So I kind of think one day we're going to do a big event, a mm. concert of that show, and then it will have had its moment in the sun and it will be a West End musical yes. for three hours. <laughs> and um, <clears throat> but, then, but, but it will just, I just kind of think 
it's about exposing the work to yeah. exposing myself to more people. I think. Wow, exposing the work to more. That people. is uh, either way. You know, you get <laughs> you get tongues wagging. So you've got Growl coming yeah, up. Yeah, Growl. Where? I mean, it's on tour with National Youth Music Theatre, but it's going to various festivals. So it's just kind of a strange setup because it it kind of goes to the venue for one performance, and then yeah. they wait a couple of weeks and they come back and do it again somewhere else. So we're going to the Rose Theatre in Kingston on July thirteenth. Actually, I'm working backwards now. Okay. July thirteenth is the Rose Theatre in Kingston. Yeah. Obviously, that's the one closest to London. Um, and then we are in uh, Leicester on June the 8th right. at the Leicester Curve Theatre um, which is a fantastic place to, to be and uh, May the 19th is our first outing uh, mm. we opened May the 19th in Bury St Edmunds at the festival so it's at uh, various different kind of theatre festivals yeah. around the country and I think that's I think that's it I think those are the, the okay. three venues um, there was some talk about some more but I think that's um, well, what we'll do is we'd let people know but check it out I mean it's a great it's a great idea it's a great idea. A nice it's a, bad wolf. Uh, it's Not, a, <clears throat> you know. It is a life affirming musical. Yeah. It's it's just the kids are amazing and right. uh, we put the show together a, a few weeks ago. Um, they kind of have a residential period where they work on the show and they worked all, you know, 9 a.m. till 9 p.m. Yeah. for 2 weeks um, just putting it putting the the piece together and were did more than we could have imagined. So I I think it's going to be Excellent. I'm incredibly proud of it. So I hope, yeah, I hope people come and see it. It's, um, it's, and I think it's got some of my best tunes in it. Nice. Yeah. And I'm all about the tunes. Nice. <laughs> Listen, Lawrence, thank you so much for inviting me into pleasure. your sitting room on a lovely, the, the, uh, yeah, you know, afternoon. A beautiful day. The beautiful that's open. You can hear dogs barking, birds singing. Thank you. Composer Lawrence Mark Y there, chatting with me at his home in London, surrounded by a living menagerie. Now, I don't think I've ever had so many kisses while doing one of these podcast records. And by the way, I will put uh, links in the show notes for all the things that we mentioned in the podcast today. But before I go, just a few housekeeping notes. If you're a theater professional, head on over to curtaincallonline.com and sign up for a free profile page. All you have to do is create an account with an email address, make up a cool password, away you go. You can also find jobs on our website and exclusive content. You can follow us on all the socials, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, at curtaincall, at C-U-R-T-A-I-N-C-A-L-L, all one word, all lowercase. You can follow me at John Schwab, J-O-H-N-S-E-H-W-A-B. We'd love to hear from you if you have any suggestions or feedback for the podcast. Just get in touch with me via any of the social media platforms I just mentioned or write to me at john at curtaincallonline.com. It just leaves me to say a huge thank you to Lawrence Mark Wythe. You can find out all you need to know about Growl tomorrow morning, about creators, about any other show that Mark has written if you go to his website, which is lawrencemarkwythe.com. And again, I will put it in the show notes. Uh, or you can look at the National Youth Musical Theatre page to find out about Growl when it's playing. You've been listening to, to Lawrence's music during this podcast, so just go listen to more of it at his site and get in touch let him know what you think. Thank you for listening to the Curtain Call Theatre Podcast, and I will catch you all next week. Bye. No more riding on the air. No 
Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theater Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theater professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Jumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Jumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.